Okay, much too early for me to sort out the nose tackle and the right tackle things. I know that that's going to be questions that you guys are going to have daily, um, but we just got started today. I'm sure we're going to gain clarity in that regard. Both guys showed up uh, in great physical condition, and that's what is important. Uh, it'll provide some clarity as we continue to roll that ball out there. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the locker room. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and we just watched uh, a intense physical pads pop in practice uh yesterday and uh you're popping your peas yeah pop be a professional my, yeah yeah I, I you know uh jacob can you like you know mute him a little he's popping yeah, his yeah, peas in my head yeah you know what uh you you pop your peas too you know when when you get when you get a lot of peas going popping pads uh you uh no you say popping 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 pads yeah Without yeah going popping. yeah well you know what you're you're you get excited too I and do. yeah, you know, yeah you know what i gotta tell you the truth yeah i was so tired last night yeah okay i know i have jumped the shark yeah all right at the age of 62 you go and you watch practice the most exciting thing you're all fired up because you get a box lunch yeah okay i crushed the sandwich i went for the chocolate chip cookies i couldn't help it yeah they spoke to me too they I, were I, right there i didn't i didn't have the chocolate you did oh how could you know what did you, you take know, them home with you no 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 i i threw them away because you did what yeah i threw them away i was sitting down at the other end there watching practice you could have brought them by me well you know uh I, i'll bring them today <laughs> you're practicing discernment you know, you know um but I will sit. Let me just finish here. I was so tired. I was. I was really. I didn't. What did I do? We walked. You know this and that. I. But you know, you go it home. It was hot. I was really tired, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You were tired, like you were participating in training camp. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, How I. How can you do that? You know, I wasn't that tired. Uh, um. You know, when I went back home, I went for a walk and. Uh, but you got that I, Mediterranean I, I, skin. I, bone, re, I rebounded. Know? Yeah. I got. I got that. You know that buffalo tan. Well, you, you know? know what? It, it's not I the tan skin. Like a tomato. It's not the skin. Oh yeah. 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 It is. You know. You're. You get that Mediterranean thing. You know what? You don't burn. You know. I. I. I, I burn. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, but you know, pads were popping yesterday, and what you know, one of the things that uh, there was a Veterans Day off. Pounce got it, Veterans Day off. The Castro, Wormley, uh, and James Washington was uh, uh, no, dinged no, up. Yeah, Pounce is a different matter. There, right. There's something you know. He was excused coach's yeah. absence, and so yeah. there's something going on. And I just hope and pray everything's going good in right, the Pouncey yeah. family and so yeah. forth. I have no idea. Um, but the, the rest of the guys, you know, um, Dave DeCastro. Okay, David. Well, this is what you do when you're, when, you know, when you're a pro bowler. You know, you, you get those days off. Yeah, you know? we, uh, It's the first day of pads, man. We didn't get days off. The first I was day surprised. of pads. Yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah. And, and God love him. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, David's a great player. Yeah. And if you – and it, the, the the old guy in me always comes back to, you got to be kidding me. But there's that part of me that goes, but if you're that guy, you're like, I'll take the day off. Yeah. Because you know the toll on your body. Yeah. As we used to have it. Right, right, right. But we didn't get any days off. No, no, yeah. no. Not unless they were driving you to the airport. Right, right. Yeah. And it kind of, you just been cut. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? One one of the things that I uh, observed, James Washington, uh, he was running three fifties with a ball in his yeah, hand. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like going. Wow, you yeah. know, he's running around the outside of the field and everything, right, and right. I like the fact that he was carrying the ball. Yeah. Um, but the, you've got some little twinges, little tweaks, something going on, and, uh, you know, if you got a little hitch in your get-along, right. you can't get up and go, well, yeah. you know, such is life. You know, uh, and, and it was interesting that um, Mike Tomlin went over to the tight ends uh, with James Daniels uh, was uh, – uh, when when the tight ends were hitting uh, the one man sled, yes, uh, and uh, that that was uh, they were popping. Uh, well, you know the how sled. it was. You remember when Chuck would come by? We're doing some yeah. drill, and everybody would get tighter, you know, and a little more intenser, right? Because Chuck was there. Yeah, he's virtually highlighting, spotlighting what is important at that point in time. Because right. where Chuck went was the most important moment. Yeah, you know, the thing going on at that point in time, based on. What he knew to be the strengths, weaknesses, deficiencies, what have you, of that particular team, he was going to go and have his own personal <laughs> input on that. Mike Tomlin is much the same. He knows the strengths, the weaknesses. He knows what he needs to highlight and spotlight and make sure that these guys understand this is very, very important. This is not walk through this. And, of course, you got James Daniels. James James is going to let anybody walk through the drills. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you're going to get after it. You know, Mike Malarkey – uh, former head coach of the uh, former Tennessee teammate Tate. of ours, yeah, yes. former teammate of ours, former roommate of and, yours when yeah, I went to Minnesota, yeah, a former roommate of mine and uh, former uh, tight ends coach at the Atlanta Falcons. I, I don't know if he's coaching this year, but he Do said he said James Daniels is the best tight ends coach in the NFL. I did uh, not know that. Yeah, he said. I knew that James Daniels was terrific, was but I didn't coach, know that yeah. Mike Malarkey had said that. Yeah, about Mike, him. Mike Malarkey had said that, and uh, I told I told uh, James that uh, Malarkey said that, and uh, you know what? And he is he's a stickler for technique, right? And he's a stickler for uh, coming off the ball and. Uh, uh, exploding into the the man, and I I, I just think that uh, James Daniels is a great coach. I you know I, I go back to his work with Jesse James. Right. You know one of the things that they used to do um, in post Wednesday practice. Right. I don't think on Thursday, maybe sometimes on Thursday, but Wednesday, Wednesday for yeah. sure. They would keep the tight ends and linebackers right. out there, defensive linemen, whoever needed one on one blocking. Right. And James would put them through the paces. Right. And that was as rigorous or as rough as anything they did all day. Yeah. And that was at the end of practice. And I think the work he did with Jesse James was outstanding because Jesse was not yeah. a real physical player when he came here. He was more of a pass catcher. But he became a physical player, and he became a guy who could do a good job of blocking at the point of attack. Yeah, so uh, one, one of the things that I did, I went and saw the offensive lineman run blocking. You stayed – Watch backs on backers. Uh, backs on backers. And, uh, you know, what was that like? You know what? It was it was funny because in, in post-game uh, or post-practice reference, Mike Tomlin said it wasn't so much this time, it's going to be the next time. Right, right. This was like an introductory. And yeah. it was. You know what it lacked? The flair and verve of Friday Night Lights. Right, right. You know, the intensity. Yeah. And one of the things that was funny was Cam Hayward trying to get everybody, you know, the motioning towards the – quote-unquote crowd of, of reporters, yeah. which there was no crowd. There was 
what in the stadium was there a dozen people i yeah. don't know something like that but he was you know about getting some crowd noise in other words it has to be eerily and weird to be in that stadium and it echoes yeah I mean, you got echoes going on yeah out there. yeah yeah so the point was when it came to backs on backers first of all you and i when we were so far removed from it right you know what i mean so to be there normally we're right there right right you know 10 yards yeah, we're, from the we're, we are we're so watching it, being away from it was just a whole different experience yeah and then not to have the crowd ooing and i right. and i will tell you what and one hand um though the intensity was lower i'll say this um there was more guys trying to pay attention to the things that you learned and i i want to make sure i say this correctly as best as possible they stayed with their technique yeah they did not give sway to the emotion of the moment normally what's associated with the intensity of the crowd and you know like the second time if a guy loses first time like a, def- a defensive guy he's coming right down the middle he's gonna right. s- kill somebody yeah all right or the offensive guy he's gonna abandon technique and do everything he can to somehow maul uh and and, and absorb the blow so i was impressed with the fact that technique was the high point yeah and and uh, mike tomlin said you got to get used to the intensity uh, he said, right, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When you take the emotion out of it, right. when you take the intensity factor of the crowd and then all of a sudden you got to stand up, you think, uh, you know, but you know, you're going to do a better job of, the, of paying attention your buddies, to your technique. Your buddies are hooping and hollering. They weren't uh, even that much. Yeah. Not as much as in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think this is an adjustment. Again, this is all new ground. Right. Uh, you know, I, I it's, it's uh, interesting um, and you know, Mike Tomlin said, "Get you, you got to get used to the intensity." Uh, and it's he told he, he told us uh, it was a great start. Uh, it was and a good start. Be ready to lock and load. Uh, Ninety minutes. Yeah, that was. Yeah, but you know, uh, I, I, you know, when they t- took off their helmets. Yeah, yeah that, that was. You count that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that counted in the ninety yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when. Never mind. We just sound like curmudgeonly old men. Right, right. But the fact of the matter is, you know, they did, and it probably it it was it was like a clam bake in the, right. in the stadium yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that really was hot. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, the two nose tackles, Tyson Alulu, yes, and uh, and Daniel McCullers looked lean. Yeah. Danny McCullers, I I didn't recognize him at first. I mean, you know, as much as you, a guy that's six seven and was three fifty two. I don't know what he's down to, but they say he's in tremendous shape. Right. You know, yeah. seeing him from a distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, I I'm excited. Look, you got an opportunity uh, for for Danny to do something really positive this year. He made some ground up last year. Yeah. And uh, maybe just maybe that. Uh, that all the hard work that's gone in to bring him along will realize right. some some fruit from it. I know this. Tyson Alu Alu is good. Yeah, he's he's a good pro. Yeah, and you know he is one of those guys that's consistent. He's stud worthy. Yeah. he does not bake. He's you know he's not like a China doll or nothing yeah. like that. He don't break easy. Right. Um. So I I think I think we're in good good uh, stead. At the nose tackle position, right, 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 and uh, you know I, I'm interested in, uh, in seeing is the shape Daniel McCullers is in transform trans 
transform into the mind that he has uh, on playing. You know, uh, Joe Green said, you got to get angry. You got to play angry. And, uh, you know, I, you know that that's something. I don't know that he's capable of playing angry. Yeah. Angry, angry. You yeah. know, I think you can get ruffled. I think you can get um, uh, some guys get, uh, you know, get a little bit angst. Um, yeah. And some guys like Joe. Joe was a volcano waiting to explode. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a quote. <laughs> I don't know if it was true or not, but Joe supposedly said an official blew a call, and Joe said, you know, I'd knock your head off right now if I could or something. Yeah. <laughs> he told the referee that. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, okay, you know, he, he might, like, uh, look at you, you know, a little bit. You know, he might be watching you, Joe. Yeah. But I, I guess the guy just totally blew a call, and uh, somebody got away holding or clipping Joe or something like that, and Joe was so mad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I could see Joe saying that. You know, uh, I'll knock did, you did, out, did, man. Did they did they uh, t- did they talk about Chris Wormley's uh, uh, injury? Only you know? that he was out. Yeah. yeah, and that's disappointing because, you know, the one thing about it is, especially if you're a new guy, if you're a newbie to the team, not a, a newbie to the league, but a newbie to the team, you want to come right. out and, well, yeah. and show them, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm worth it. This is what, who I am. You know, establish yourself. Right. And, um, you know, unfortunately for Chris, and I'm not worried about it because, again, this is the first step. Yeah. You know, it's the old Lao Tzu. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Yeah. You know, so. Lao Tzu? Yeah, that's uh, one of them, uh, the, one of the, you know, one of those old, uh, uh, Chinese sages, you know the the uh, you know the martial arts guys, yeah, you know from years centuries ago, yeah. The first Lao Tzu, yeah, Lao L A O, yeah, and then space and then T Z U, Lao Zont. <laughs> the the journey of a thousand steps or miles, I can't remember. Not, not I, I a thousand got steps. Okay, you got me f- confused. Yeah, was it a thousand steps or miles? I don't know. I think it was a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Yeah, but because uh, a thousand steps ain't that much, right? On account, I get like twelve thousand, ten thousand yeah. a day. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, that, that's uh, you. You better get it. Hey, I'm not Lao Tzu. Yeah, t- tomorrow's weigh-in Wednesday. <laughs> well, yeah, we might have to. We might have to get away. I'm injured. Yeah, I'm yeah, injured. Yeah. I can't weigh in. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the heat zapped you of your strength. <laughs> My strength. I was not able to do that. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> right, we're going to take a break. Uh, it's uh, 412-919-1316. Uh, if you want to get in on this conversation, he's Wolf Amtunch, and you are in the locker room. <laughs> A lot of energy today carrying pass for the first time i thought just from a beginning standpoint i like the competitive atmosphere but also an awareness about how we need to work in this environment uh, we're faced with some unique challenges in 2020 in terms of the training camp process uh, evaluations and competing and the significant of it without preseason games and i just thought today uh, was a good start in that regard we're 
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about uh, that it was a good start. He said uh, in his press conference, there was a lots of energy. Uh, and he talked about unique challenges competing without preseason games. Uh, and it's going to be Steelers versus Steelers. Uh, the whole camp, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's going to be a challenge. And he said uh, it's a good start, lots of teaching and learning. You know that that's what you got to do uh, for training camp. Well, of course, and that's exactly where they're at. It's a good start in the sense that you came out, you had uh, huge participation. Nobody's. Uh, on the COVID list, all right. that sort of things. We're right. moving forward here. And so the battle begins. Yeah. And you have an opportunity now to put your mark down on uh, what you've been talking about for the past four months. Ever since we've been quarantined, we had to like, yeah, you got issues about, yeah, we saw the right tackle battle and this right. and that. And so let's 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 get it on. Let's right. go. And, yeah. and so I think that's where we're going. We're moving forward. you got to be excited. I was excited to see guys in pads, yeah. have at it. Um, and you know, start to start, start to make a mark out there. And there was uh, a number of people out there that did some good things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Chase Claypool had a great catch in seven on seven. Okay, uh, if you want to ask seven me, two, shots. two of the highlights. Yeah. offensively, Chase Claypool. They went seven shots in yeah. the first throw. Great throw by Ben. Yeah, that was a humdinger. By the way, that had some heat on it. Yeah, and Chase Claypool went used, up and got it. And went up and got it. And he used all his. You know, body mechanics, you know, he's he's a big guy. He's right. a strong guy. Did a great job of high-pointing the ball. Then we saw Vance McDonald over Terrell Edmonds. Right. That was a great job of Vance using his body and boxing out on the, the smaller Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. And that's something that Terrell – I want – I'm hoping that Terrell really gets an opportunity to grow into that, you know, that role that he's going to be in where he can – Cover in tight ends. Yes. I mean, because they need him to be able to flex around and do things. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know uh, Ben throwing the ball. And, you know, you think uh, Ben's going to be on a pitch count? Um, yeah, I would. I would guess that they're yeah. you know they're going to have him of some sort. I saw where um, one of the notes that we got was that uh, you had Mason, you had Paxton, you had right. uh, Duck over there doing some extra stuff, and right. Ben didn't participate in that. He was hanging out with Randy Feetner. Right. And so that's a good idea. You so know? Matt Canada was uh, uh, coaching uh, the uh, the backups, right? And I think that's all good stuff. Well and good. I think you got to take a few reps off of Ben. I thought it was a nice start by Ben coming out there and doing things that you know you hope to see from your Hall of Famer. And he looks to me uh, the velocity on the ball. You know, there's when he went when he threw to the corner uh, when he threw that uh, that humdinger to uh, Chase Claypool. Yeah. That baby was a nice tight spiral. Nice nice right. throw. You yeah. know, so I look forward to that. Yeah, but so I, I, I th- more of that. I should yeah, say. yeah. I think Ben is. Uh, I you know I think uh, he should ease into it, uh, not come out firing. Well, he did a full day yesterday. Yeah. Probably do a half a day today if they're right. on the thing. Tomorrow won't do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin talks about uh, changing the trajectory of the days. Uh, you know. You know, energy charged is a challenge, and uh, you know I I think they're they're going to be 
Well, he's good. playing. He's playing with the emotion right, right now. Yeah. One of the things you and I know. You remember what the first day was like? You right. put the pads on. You got a lot of nervous energy that you blow off. Yeah. You know, you're you're intense about regaining your form immediately. You want to establish right. yourself immediately. You want your technique to be on immediately. And you know, you and I both know it ain't going to happen. Right. Right. But you get nervous about it, you know, right. and so you, that extra nervousness is is you're wasting energy. That first day is tough because yeah. you're all fired up and, you know, it's all unfamiliar and you're ready to go. And it's just one of those things you got to work through. You know, I, I keep uh, forgetting yesterday was the first day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, was Did the you first day. But yeah, you brought it up earlier. Let me ask you, do you think it was a good idea to take the helmets off towards the end? Um, no. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you, and and here's why. We in in the old guy and me, the curmudgeon, would say and agree with you, obviously. Yeah. But this one year, Mike has got the pulse of these guys, right? And I go back to, you gotta. I would think this is, I, and I don't know, but I, I would think this is a good time right. not to deplete the guys. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I, I agree. And I got a feeling. Um, that was like, uh, you know, kind of a, a nod to, all right, let's not wear these guys right, out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so. I agree. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, but when I first saw it, I go, <laughs> what are they taking the helmets off? What are I they know doing? it. Yeah. I know it. I'm like, going, put your helmets back on. What are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Because when the helmets come off, <laughs> we're not going to watch anymore. No, it's like. What? I mean, you know. Yeah. Where's those chocolate chip cookies yeah, in the yeah, box? Uh, yeah, dig I, that out of my. Yeah. Did you eat all your chips? The potato yeah, chips. Yeah, I did it. Oh, you ate all the chips. Now, why? Why would you eat chips and not eat the chocolate chip cookies? Because it's because it's sugar. Because it's sugar. Oh. And when I eat too much sugar, I get headaches. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, when I, I eat I, too much sugar, I get fat. Yeah. Er, uh, fatter. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, you know you're in. If you grin, you're in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one one of the things we uh, know. So, okay, going. We got to go back to backs on backers. Yeah. Circle back to that. You know, because that's something that I think is going to be really huge. And I wonder when the next one's coming up. To, today. You do we? Does he do them back to back? I don't remember. Yeah, he does. He does do them back. I couldn't back. remember. Okay, well then, I would expect today would be interesting because now I think that. Uh, Everybody's been introduced to the intensity of it. Now it's about ratcheting yeah, he, it up. Yeah, he, he likes the second day. Yes, he likes the second day because, as I said, um, most guys are getting their feet wet. Like uh, the McFarlane, all right? One of the things I like about Anthony. Anthony showed to me, just watching that, his his, his go around there, he's, he's game. Yeah. Now, he's not always good. Yeah. You know, being game though is is nine tenths of it a, at the start here. Yeah. You know, your being good will increase as you go along. Um, but the first thing you want to know is 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 this guy willing to stick his grill in that guy's grill? Yeah. Did Did you see that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he, a willingness to um, fight back, shall we say? Yeah. You know, there was. Uh, you know how you get into a, just a little bit of uh, you know a little scrum, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, I, I think that uh, in being careful in what we're talking about here, um, but the fact is I was impressed with his willingness to mix it up, shall right. we say. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a tough guy. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. That's I didn't know that about him Yeah, that I know today. Yeah, and, and – uh, There's a saying about it, but he I can't was a, it He out. was a tough guy in um, 
the uh, internal run. Yes, yes. Um, there, you know what? Uh, it was interesting because T.J. Watt made a couple of good plays back to back. You know, um, T.J. Well, Watt. T.J. is a great player. He is a great player. I, I told you, I, he was a rookie, and I said, I see it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you did see it. You did see it. <laughs> well, let's see. Wait a minute. He was a first round draft pick. Like, yeah, that was a big surprise to anybody. Yeah, well, uh, Captain Obvious, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, you, you were. Nobody we, knows the obvious as well as I know the yeah, obvious. Yeah, but but you were correct. You were <laughs> well, correct. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I I look at what he does. Um, he's just, you know what? He is smart. Yeah, you know he's. I, I'm starting to look at this. I'm going, you know, I I see elements kind of like um, Kevin Green, Jack Ham wrapped into one. Some of the things that he does. Are very Kevin Greenish when you talk about you know um, rushing a passer, rushing the passer, speed to power rush, uh, just kind of with an abandon, and, yeah. And only, but he's got technique. But he'll play the run a lot like Hammer. You right. know what I mean? Just very precise. not getting hooked, exactly. Very out. precise, not not killing people, positionally getting the job done and and crushing the play. You know what I mean? It's not like. Like sometimes you'll see Bud Dupree overwhelm a guy yeah. with sheer strength and power, getting up field and that sort of thing. Um, and TJ is fully capable of doing the same thing, but he just doesn't get hooked. He doesn't get beat. He always turns it in. Um, he's on his feet. All those things that uh, Hammer did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. and you know who else too? Our buddy Brian Hinkle. Right, Brian Hinkle. Brian was, Hinkle was so underrated. Right, right. Brian Hinkle. Uh, did, never got hooked. No. No, he was a smart player. Yeah. He was one of those guys that knew how to play and, and showed it each and every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, uh, I, I just think the world of Brian and his, his playing. First of all, he was a great teammate. Right. Uh, and second of all, he was a great player. But he was miserable. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he was. Every, every day, you know, he played 13 years. Yes. And every day at camp, he said, I'm retiring. I'm retiring. I'm retiring. He, he was so miserable. The uh, misery index at yeah. camp is is that's what's lost with this year. Yeah, in my mind. Yeah, is that misery index that that drove you together? You know, to you kind of lick your wounds together. You're like, well, this really stinks. Man. Yeah, I hate being here. Hey, but in the stadium, going home, being able to you know have the comforts of home without. The Spartan existence of yeah. Latrobe. I mean, it's a different matter. Yeah. Um, do you think these guys, uh, the way training camp is now and last year, do you think these guys hate camp? I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. They have all the comforts, all the creature comforts of home. Yeah. Because they do go home. Yeah. You know, and what about the young bucks? They're probably, I think, yeah. in a hotel or well, something. Well, yeah, around. yeah. Last year they were, uh, uh, you know, they were in the dorms, but they they got. Uh, well, the dorms are like uh, yeah, condos they, now. Yeah, they they rented beds. Yes. Oh uh, yes. They, and they, they got big screen TVs, Tempur-Pedic or whatever you call them, the yeah. beds. You know. Um, you got the air conditioning. You got you got snackerations yeah. in the dorm. Yeah, night. you don't they, even they, have to leave. Yeah, they don't. They have uh, uh, the snacks at night. So we didn't we didn't have snacks at night. No, we had to run out the we, subway. We had to run out the, the subway or Wendy's or, or McDonald's Absolutely. or Halulus. 
Uh, oh, or, or, or uh, Bulls Tavern. I had some more Mrs. T's, only the potato oh, you, pierogies. You, you, pierogies have just been killing. I've been killing it of late. Mrs. T's is some of the finest pierogies you're going to get. Buddy. Yeah. It, it, uh, what can I say? Yeah, you, you, you're you a pierogi I'm a pierogi monster. Nut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Halula's had great pierogies. Oh, they did. Yeah. Do you remember the one... The one moment I remember, though, you want to talk about despairing, yeah. was we were sitting in the uh, the bar area of Halula's because it was the only air-conditioned part of right, Halula's. Right, right, right. And this was the veteran place. This is the, the veteran joint where, you yeah. know. And I remember it was Sunday night, <laughs> and the next morning we started the first of two weeks of, of um, two, two days. Two days. And I just remember I had a plate of pierogies in front of me, and I was so depressed and you were laughing at me. You go, you go. Those pierogies aren't even cheering you up, man. You're, you're, what's the matter with you here? You want to like you pretend like you're slapping me? Come on, get out of it. The funk is driving you. you you're so funky right now. It's like I can't. You know, you're, you're depressed. Come yeah, on, yeah, eat yeah. the pierogies, yeah, man. Yeah. Pick up a little. And it was just even the pierogies couldn't pick up my spirits. You know, anymore. you know what? Um, my my, uh, I love the uh, Hulu's pierogies pierogies but i loved going to bulls and having their frog legs and see the frog legs bull still burgers and me. bulldogs bulldogs no, bulldogs bull, bull burgers but the, the the huge hot dogs yes yeah those frog legs they freaked me out yeah i i don't i i don't understand it they, they tasted they look- like chicken they tasted like they chicken. They didn't look like chicken, I'll yeah. tell you that much. Yeah, I couldn't get past the look. They 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 look like uh, uh, chicken wings. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, I love uh, uh, I love frog legs. Uh, he's Wolf, and I'm Doug Jr. You're in the live. 412-919-1316. Uh, if, you, if you had any uh, uh, frog legs and you like them, call them. <laughs> Oftentimes, like often, oftentimes, like is the case, the first time you do backs on backers, it's more about new people getting adjusted to the intensity of the drill and and learning how important technique is, although it's emotionally charged. So it's a lot of teaching and learning uh, the first time through. I think always a good reflection of backs on backers is the second time we do it and people have a chance to digest and learn. So I'll be excited about the next time we do it. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, did we have an adjustment period uh, from uh, Oklahoma Drill? Oh, yeah, we had 20 minutes to get ready. Yeah, but but we didn't we, have an we, adjustment period. We, that was our adjustment period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had team team starts, if right, you remember. Right, right, well, right. Now, first of all, we had stretch. Yeah. Then we had team, team starts. starts. And then we, we went had, to individual for right. a few minutes. And, and then the, the, we, that was our adjustment period. Yeah, yeah. Individual. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, um, Mike Tomlin talked about the adjustment period, and he's more excited the second day. Uh, do you remember? Do you we're, we're gonna think, keep let me him? go back. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Think about how 
I, and I can only remember just little little bits and pieces. Our first day, how nervous I was as we were in individual, right. yeah. knowing we we're going to Oklahoma. Yeah, because that's your first shot at saying this is who I am. Yeah, you know, this is your first shot with eighteen, almost twenty thousand people on the right. on the hillsides around St. Vincent. Right in that bowl area where it was standing room only right shoulder to shoulder as they're watching this i mean it was very gladiatorial it was on you man yeah there was that was our adjustment period was yeah coming yeah over for that yeah but and um you know we didn't have an adjustment period uh you know uh and when we got stuffed uh raleigh would yell at us yeah, <laughs> and the crowd would roar. Right, you could hardly hear what the coaches were saying because the crowd was roaring so much. I remember standing in line as we're we're there, and I remember this one one lady was yelling, "Hey, yo, seven three, get down in that, all right? I can't see." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like going, really? These people are just like they were into it yeah. so much. Yeah, and we had three lines. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, yeah, yeah, three lines at least. Yeah, at three. Least. No, well, we had three lines, and we went. With the, one, you're talking two, about yeah, double yeah, backs. Three, yeah, yes. three, three lines, and uh, uh, you know it was um, it was intense, uh, and you know so. You know, uh, you know the uh, we don't have Oklahoma drill uh, today, but I was watching the offensive linemen uh, on a run block drill. Um, but they were coming from uh, from a two point stance, and I, I, I yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't like the two. You know, you know wow. But yeah. the, you know they they were trying to hook, yeah, you know, right. So it was the outside zone, right? Yeah. So and. You know, you can do that, but boy, it's kind of like you've got to mentally balance your weight and then get that almost internal rolling start before the snap. Right, right. You know, trying to be able to have enough power to come off and stretch them because you still have to gain some ground. Right. You can't, and certainly you can't be driven backwards. Right. So I just, you know, Chaluch, it just, it, it's difficult for us. Who are, were grew up in that that sort of you know you recapture the line of scrimmage you move yeah. it back and roll it back a little um, to really kind of understand how it is to stretch a guy east west right and make him run with you I mean I see they'll come off put that hand out in the chest like they're punching him yeah you know almost like you're you're doing what a defensive guy would do Do you remember when uh, uh, Webby went to Kansas City? Uh, he said, "I hate the outside zone. Yes, it, yes. It, it takes three. It takes three, four steps to uh, uh, to get contact. Yes, yeah. I and, remember that. And uh, his, his coach was Howard Mudd, uh, and uh, he didn't he didn't like it. Yeah, no. he didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. And of course, Webby was so positionally strong and technically right. about moving the guy himself. I mean, right. he just, I, I just Mike." His strength and his ability to get the hands inside and right. then turn a guy yeah. and crumple him over was just amazing. Right, right, just right, amazing. right, right. Who, uh, um, you know, who was the backup uh, uh, from Wisconsin too uh, at um, at Kansas City uh, to took over for Webby? Oh, oh. Do you remember that guy's name? I don't remember. His I don't name remember. Either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do not remember. That's unfortunate. But, yeah. you know, speaking of a backup center who also – well, wait a minute. Uh, what did you – Oh, you know, it's 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 a, not a note on the thing. 
Right. Never mind. What? <laughs> Just moving along. Moving along. Yeah. To yeah. the next. This is going to be a little bit difficult. So, so Mike Tomlin uh, talked about uh, the next time uh, the backs on backers. Do you think the next time is today? I would be surprised. Um, I don't remember them doing back to back. I'm back to back. I remember them doing back to back, but you know, I forget, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, you forgot. And I it. handed to you because I didn't think they'd do it on the first day. Right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I was like more dubious about it because I'm thinking to myself, you You're know, always on the one dubious. hand, <laughs> dubious. That's my middle name. Dubious. Craig dubious. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Waffle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, the the fact of the matter was, you were strong in saying, yeah. this is going to happen." Yeah, I, I myself, yes, I was hoping, yes, in the tackling, you were yeah. prescient. Yeah. You were all over this thing. I just had a feeling that you know what, given the state of the affairs, it might be one of those you slow roll out. But no, Mike was Mike was true to himself. Right, right, right. And I wonder, I wonder, if I, I would love to talk to him some time ago. When did you decide? You know, yeah. because. Sometimes he, you know, he he makes up his mind, you yeah. know, at the last, and sometimes it's, you know, for why way in advance. Yeah, because I I I thought the two weeks was a good run up to to Pat. I mean, you were right, and uh, and you know, I I'm thinking uh, that he does back sound backers again today, uh, and you know. Let's see if you hey you might you might be like on a roll here. right 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 you know? right yeah uh, and uh, you know I, I hope he does yeah that's I, exciting I, yeah. That's, you know and I will say this again you know the intensity is is got to ratchet up there were some guys that um you know who did bring it Vince brought it yeah <laughs> um and uh, you know you got. Uh, you got to love Vince you know, you know what that's you so know, old school it, but, it, it was in the corner. Uh, the opposite yeah. of where we were. Can we go down and sit down there? We can't. Yeah. You know, we can't. That's, uh, you know, got the tape and stuff like that. All right. That's this stinks. is This is, it is what it is, Chaluchin. So we have to, we've got to play nice. Yeah. According to the rules. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it's a little difficult. Yeah. You know, we're so used to being in the thick of it. Right, right. You we're, know, we're, we're I remember when. Baron Batch stuffed James Harrison, and we're standing right next to the legend himself, Joe Green. He goes, now that's North Texas football. Right. You know, yeah. and you're like going, wow. You know, they're hooting and hollering. The intensity's ratcheting up. Guys are like, they're, they're, they are coming like it's no tomorrow. And it's like they're attacking each other. And it was, that's just exciting. And it's just not the same. So uh, uh, in his, right uh, it, yeah, it, 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 you know, Joe was uh, very excited. Yeah, Joe Green, uh, yeah, North uh, Texas football, yeah, Baron yeah, Batch. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and so, uh, do you remember when Baron Batch was uh, uh, walked off the field because uh, he got thrown uh, off the field? Yeah, but he didn't get thrown off the field. But he was no, walking off the field. But he thought he was. Yeah, right? he was. Yeah, because somebody yelled at him, and he thought. Yeah, yeah. And he thought he was supposed to get go off. Get out of there! Yeah, get off the field. That only meant get out of the huddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you'll uh, have things like that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like Baron. He's yeah, a good I, Baron was a great guy, and was an he was an artist, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he he had that uh, artsy thing going yeah, on. Yeah, he, he had an creative. art. Uh, yeah, he had an art. Uh, uh, Unlike you, you are so uncreative. Yeah, I, I'm not creative. Oh, by the way, yeah, yeah neither am I. <laughs> yeah, he had an art gallery, and yeah. where he did. He his had it with to, somebody else too. Yeah. Another, I don't know, former uh, player, I think. Uh, it was. So. Uh, Anyhow. 
Mike Tomlin was asked post game, uh, Chooks versus Zach Banner. Uh, you know, how oh, is yeah. that uh, uh, developing? You know, it's a first step. Thing. Yeah. You know, it's a first day. It's like wash, rinse, and repeat. The thing that I found interesting was Mike saying post practice. Right. It's not rep dependent. Don't right. get yeah, hung don't, up on don't, your reps. Don't, don't count reps. Yes. Don't yeah. worry about counting. It'll be fair, but don't count reps. And it's yeah. going to be situational. Things where they're going to look at um, each guy and give them an opportunity, right? You know, so this is again the first day. Uh, as I as we were talking on the set at this afterwards with Steelers.com, I said, you know, um, this is all about it's the first day, right? It's wash, rinse, and repeat. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of washing, rinsing, and repeating coming. Yeah, up. but you know, um, the, we could say that about our day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you got over, you got like a month yeah. till the, the Giants game. Yeah, you know you've got up to fourteen padded practices. Right. So, given that you probably got one the week of the game, right? Um, you got thirteen. You, you already knocked one out, so you got what twelve between yeah. now and the game? About thirteen. No, because you used one. You'll probably have one the week of the the Giants game, right? Right, right. So then you would be down to 12 if my math would hold correct because 14 minus 2 would yeah. be 12. And so, you know, one of the, the questions <laughs> was Mike Mike uh, Tomlin was asked also, yes. are the refs coming? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he as said he no. It, he said, look, you got – how when, and what was that effect going to be right. on the guys? He was like, well, we only get them three days anyhow. Yeah. You know, so it's not like it's going to be some huge detrimental thing to the guys. You know, so much of it is self-policing. And you've got your positional coaches. You know, there's only so much that uh, the official's going to do. And part of that officiating when they come in, the biggest impact is telling them about the new stuff coming in. Right, 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 right. You know, it's not so much what happens out on the field. It's all about, okay, this is what the new – Rule says this is what it looks like. This is you know yeah, and so and the uh, the uh, coaches, position coaches could uh, um, uh, focus on the points of emphasis, uh, like uh, Raleigh. Uh, <laughs> don't hold, don't hold. You deserve to be hurt. Yeah, yeah, you deserve to be hurt. That was <laughs> that was a point of emphasis. That's, that was horse feathers. <laughs> that was a point of yeah, emphasis. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And, I remember and, when he said that. And, yeah, and coaching technical, and uh, and in the and in the classroom. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so you 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 were coached uh, to play technique sound. Absolutely, but you know how it was with Raleigh. Right. At the minimum, if you got the job done, he would grudgingly give respect with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I go back to one of the greatest blocks I've ever seen on a. It was probably like a uh, a 19 straight, something to the outside, to the left, and it was Moon Mullins reverse crab blocking again. Right. It was absolutely yeah. – if you've never seen a recur- reverse crab block done in the NFL, Moon Mullins was the greatest practitioner of it. Yeah. Never seen that done. All right, we're going to take a break. 412-919-1316 if you want to get into the conversation. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm touching. You are in the locker room.
you're going to have to compete and compete at an extremely high level, uh, but also do it uh, with the understanding that it is Steelers versus Steelers and do everything within our power to exercise good practice etiquette and, and proper precaution in an effort to keep everybody involved. Thought it was a good start in that regard. Obviously, we have a lot of teaching and learning to do, um, but we're excited about doing that and thankful just to kind of be in this process. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, you know, uh, I, I, I agree with uh, the way Mike runs his practice because he says uh, we want to see them get acclimated to the environment. And, uh, you know, this is a whole new year. Well, with the pandemic uh, and, uh, you know, the guys that are new, it is a period of adjustment and it's for, for the younger guys. And uh, you, you got to realize that the reps are uh, how guys are going to improve. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. And you're going to throw more reps at younger guys right. than you're going to at older guys at this point in time. I mean, you look at the difference between – Oh, the reps that uh, Anthony McFarlane had, right. uh, Alex Highsmith had, yeah. versus uh, what some of the other guys got. And you notice that you saw those guys more in the mix right. um, than you did other guys. And, well, well, so. You know what I mean? Because you got to find out what these well guys so? are. Well, so? Yeah, well, so. That that doesn't that's make old, sense. That's old Victorian English. Yeah. Victor- a lot of Spurgeon. Well, so. Well, so. Yeah. So it be. Yes, so. well, so. Well, so it be is not well, so. Well, so it be was where I was going with it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, Spurgeon. It's Spurgeon. It's, yeah. it's old Victorian English, yeah, man. Yeah, and that, yeah. you know, yeah, the yeah. Spurge. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, my my thing is that you are very Victorian. Well, you know what? He was he was a little plump. I'm, yeah, I'm a little plump too. Yeah, yeah you're a little plump. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's go to the phones. Ozzy in Kansas. Ozzy, welcome to the locker room. Good morning, guys. How you doing, bro? How you doing, Ozzy? Good, guys. Um, I was going to tell you that our college was on last chance. You last chance to you? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah. It's the J. It's a Jayhawk conference. Is what the our junior college. Plays oh, okay. Kevin there you go. Played, played I got gotcha. Before he went to Auburn, I believe. So, but yeah, but uh, I was uh, wondering if you guys already have your camp phenons picked out, even after no, the first day. No, no, no. You got to, you got to see some action here, and I have to do a little <laughs> bit of information gathering. Hey, Ozzy, you know, Ozzy, you know, I was reput- uh, recruited by Topeka, uh, Topeka College. Really. Yeah. Uh, Washburn? Yeah, Washburn. Washburn. Topeka College of Washburn, uh, Uh Kansas. Instead, he went to, hey, Ozzy, he went to Indiana State. Well, because it was a bigger bigger school. It was a bigger school. But it was formerly known as Teachers and Farmers or something. Yeah, yeah. He he wanted to play pool with Larry, though, right? That's right. right. Yeah, I wanted to play (laughs) pool with Larry Bird. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think the last young man uh, that I remember that came from our junior college. He uh, played for Tampa Bay. He went to uh, KU after our junior college. His name was LaRon Warner. He played for Tampa Bay when they won right. the Super Bowl. 
Excellent. Yeah, that's the last one from here. And our rival, our in-county rival, we have two junior colleges in our county here, Coffville Community College, and it had Mel Gray, uh, Ron Springs. Right, yeah. Dallas Cowboys, Detroit ago. Lions, Mel Gray. Yeah. 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 Remember him. All right. Yep. Um, I have a question as far as what you guys think. I just read an article. The Chiefs are going to open their stadium up to 22% other hmm. fans right base, and i've seen the cowboys were going to do something like that as well but as far as first off i want to say my i predict the steelers will have the best defense in the league this year right. but with with not really having much of a home advantage as far as the noise right you think that's going to play to more of an advantage for the offenses and make the defenses struggle a little bit more yeah, uh, you know, I I don't know, but you know, when the uh, w- the crowd noise was a big factor, uh, yeah. and and you know when you couldn't hear the snap count, uh, it was uh, it was a real challenge. But you looked in the yeah. uh, you looked in on the ball. You know, uh, our, our offensive line coach Ron Blackledge said. Take a picture in your mind of the defensive uh, end that you're playing against, and then look at the, the uh, looking at the ball, and uh, you know it, it worked. Yeah, you know the thing about it, I was, is I look at this and I go, "This is all new ground. This is gonna be weird." Right. You know, in some of the yeah. stadiums, they're saying nobody. All right, like Philadelphia, right. they say nobody in the in the stands. Right. So I'm sitting. There, I'm trying to picture in my head as I was sitting yesterday. Does Governor what this Wolf, looks like? Does is Governor Wolf uh, telling you uh, telling us that that there's no? No, it's uh, the mayor of Philadelphia. Oh, mayor of Philadelphia. All right. So, so the mayor of Philadelphia we'll, says we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, fans. We'll see. Um, but the point is, even if it was 22, percent it still would be odd. But yesterday, sitting, there, I'm thinking. You can hear the coaches screaming at the right, guys. Right, right, right. If if I got that holding call out in Seattle, what brought back Franco's <laughs> ninety yard run that caused us to lose the game, I can I would be able to hear Raleigh and and Chuck in in word for word if there was nobody in the stands. That would have been horrendous, man. Yeah. And everybody would have heard what they were yelling at me. <laughs> now. That's right. Now, didn't haven't they? I think I've kind of heard them somebody talking about as far as the players on the field without the without the fans making all the noise. How as far as hearing the noise with the microphones and stuff? Yeah, being able to edit that if it's going to be on TV, you know, I don't know how all that's going to play out. But you know how sometimes the referees leave this mic on and you hear things you're not supposed to hear. From some of the well, players. here's the thing that's going to be funny is. In scouting, the code words, the snap count, everything is going to be in play. I mean, they went at a point in time, they were miking up the centers. Well, the problem with that is you had the audibles, you had the, the code words, you had the, the rhythm, the, the, how the quarterback did everything, and it was available to the defense, and that created a problem. You know, because they yeah. could get that, that information and then listen to it all week long. I know that Troy – was one of those guys that that liked to listen to that stuff, you know? Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a lot of time spent on on false cadence and trying to be deceptive? As far as maybe. I think you can only Canada do so much of that before in. you start hurting yourself. Right, 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 you know? right. You know, yeah. uh, because Confusing Wolf would everybody. jump offside. <laughs> <laughs> I sat like a rock. Yeah. It was you, Chaluch. You were always trigger happy. 
<laughs> Watch the ball, Wolf. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be a pro, would you? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I remember. I got a good laugh out of, of uh, Fanica's story about going on the time clock instead. Oh, of yeah. Right, right. You yeah. know, that uh, Chuck wouldn't do that. Uh, Mike Ken. Uh, the left tackle for the Atlanta Falcons, he said whenever we went into New Orleans, we'd go off the play clock. And uh, and, and I, I, I told that to Chuck because, you know, Mike Ken and I were uh, on the executive committee on the Players Association together. And, uh, he, he, you know, I said, what, what do you do when you go to New Orleans? He said, we go off the play clock. And I said, I, I, when I came back to... Uh, Coach Noll, I said, w- w- why don't we go off the play clock? He said, uh, no, we're we're not going to do that. And I I, I just no understand. better reason than somebody else already yeah. thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Chuck's old school, just like us guys. So. But uh, by the way, I watched the training camp live thing yesterday. Wolf, and you make them three bills look awful doggone good. So, oh, and one, and one pound. Yes, don't forget the one, brother. And, yeah, yeah. you're being very kind. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was, bless I was, you guys. I was thinking about this, Oz. What do you think? If I wore a black mask, would that be like a, it would have slimmed my face at all? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. There you go. Thanks, brother. That's a good one. All right. All right. Love All you guys. right, All right bro. Take All care, right. man. Ozzie, thank, uh, right. thank you for calling. God bless you. Uh, you know, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Oz is a good guy. Yeah, good yeah. Dude. You know, the thing about it is um, when you look at yesterday's practice, it was exciting. I am excited yeah. they're moving forward. And this is one of the things that I think is we've got to keep in mind. The frustration like we saw yesterday where they go, Okay, it's 90 minutes. It's uh, take the helmets off for the last 12, yeah. 15 minutes. And you're like, oh, come on, I want to see more. And then you realize, well, wait a minute. Okay, there's a purpose in what they're doing. Right. They said about this with a plan phase one, phase two, phase three. It was about creating a soft bubble. Yeah. You got to accept that in this day and age. And you have to have some sort of understanding and accommodation for what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it, it's, this might be the time where Mike has a little more trouble saying, um, you know, saying, uh, whoa, yeah. you know what I mean? Rather than giddy up. Do you, um, do you think there's going to be film sessions because, uh, they're, are going to be socially distancing and, uh, oh, yeah, there's going to be film yeah. sessions. So they can zoom those or whatever. I, I'd imagine they're in a classroom situation. You got some, some spill out a little bit. But it seems to me that if you create this soft bubble, at some point in time, you're going to be able to coalesce and condense the space that you need in between people. Yeah. I mean, if you can have it in the locker room where there's one locker separating you and me. Right. All right. Why can't you do that in a classroom situation? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, maybe uh, you take care of it via Zoom. That could well be. Right. Uh, the other, on the other hand, if you're like the Carolina Panthers and you're at the Bank of America Stadium and you each have your own uh, box, <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they show it up there on the, the TV yeah, screen. Yeah, put, 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 I'll just sit here in my nice chair and one of my the owner boxes, you know, and just kind of sit here and big league it a little bit. Yeah. Yes, I'll dial in. Uh, I'll punch in. Uh, give me a couple of uh, turkey on rye, extra mayo. You know what I mean? Oh, I'll have a salad too. Because that's what they do. They can order on their phones. 
Yeah. I mean, come on. You you I ain't kidding. Yeah. You know, yeah, I read about it. It was it was like great, man. Yeah. It's not like you know, you got to order peppies and collect the money from everybody. You just, you know, you order from uh, whoever's uh, doing the deli stuff in the stadium. That'd be cool. So, uh, I, you know, I, I just don't imagine, you know, I, I'm I'm having a hard time imagining that, you know, we were so close together when oh, we watched the film. Back then, like yeah, sardines. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, the, I, I, I saw them in one of the uh, – um, uh, you know where we had the uh, uh, the uh, light of life banquet, right? And they, they were sitting in there, right? Yeah, and and that, that was a food food area. Yeah, you know what's funny though? I think about the best the best one you and I ever pulled up at training camp. You know how what what how much time we got left, Jacob? We got we got a break. Okay. Uh, anyhow, I'll do it quick. Remember when we put up that. Uh, poster of mike webster with wearing right, the sombrero right, right. Yeah, and wearing a poncho sombrero. and he was doing a, a burrito commercial for 7-eleven yeah right and we the the overhead projector you pull the screen down and we put this poster on it and taped it all up and then we raised it back up so that it was you know it was up yeah and chuck came in i'll never forget that evening he's he pulls down the the, the screen for the overhead projector and there's webby with yeah. the poncho <laughs> And, and the, the sombrero. sombrero holding a burrito, and it, the the look on Chuck, Chuck even even snickered at he that. He laughed. Yeah, yeah, he did laugh at yeah. it. Yeah, and and he said, uh, "We're gonna all get burritos." <laughs> All that right. was funny. All right, we're going to take a break. It's 412-919-1316. He's Wolf. I'm Touch, and you are in the locker room. Dealing with the coronavirus definitely halted a lot of things. And um, early on, we had set dates to talk, and um, you know, we went past those dates, and uh, nothing really got resolved or you know really ramped up in anything. Um, you know, my agent's talking to them, but there hasn't been anything of substance yet. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, uh, Cam was talking about uh, uh, not having any uh, contract talks uh, going to this year. And, uh, you know, we played glory days because... Uh, he he is a, a glory day guy. Yeah, well, he's a throwback. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, a... I I love Cam. I love watching yeah. him play. Right. I think um he I think so highly of him. Yeah. Because you see the man that he has grown from. I remember you, we watched him fight every offensive right. lineman in the first week of camp. Yeah. As a rookie. Yeah. And I remember DMR at one point saying, "What's going on with a first round draft pick?" You yeah. know, I think it was going in the second year. Yeah. And what a man! What a player! That has grown uh, into 
you see, I mean, just the respect he carries in yeah, the Yeah, the maturity. Room, the maturity of the man. And, you know, he does a lot in the community. Yeah. I'm impressed with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He went toe-to-toe with Edgar Snyder, man. Right, I mean, yeah, come he, on. He, he's, he's doing a, thing, a lot of things with Edgar Snyder. Exactly. Toe-to-toe yeah. to toe with him, baby. Remember when we had Edgar Snyder oh, uh, yeah. on the show? He came uh, by the uh, down at the, one of the shows we were doing on the yeah, South Side. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, but it was it's cool to see. He, t- he, he threatened to sue us because he almost tripped. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That was, that was funny. Good. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny. He was great. Um, I liked him. And, yeah, I liked uh, him too. And, and Cam has uh, just grown into that prominent role of leader, yeah. uh, of being the team captain. But right, I mean, being the the dynamo that he is out there, you watch right. how people move around him. You know what I mean? Especially on defense, the defense is better just for having Cam on right. the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and it's going to be better. Did you watch Stefan yesterday? I did watch yeah. Stefan yesterday. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was good. Yeah, you know yeah. what the the smile yeah. was hard to miss. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. This is going to be an exciting year. When you watch these two guys together, they are truly what I would call um, one plus one equals three. Yeah, because one raises the level of the other, and the other right. raises the level of yeah. the other. And yeah. I think those two guys together can create a lot of A and B gap. Uh, chaos and mayhem yeah and so you know one of the things uh one of the uh uh reporters asked uh mike is uh they they talked to carl dunbar and they asked him about uh, uh the nose tackle situation and uh you know both guys showed up in great shape uh and so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch uh 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 you know it's gonna be fun to watch how they produce, how they play, and uh, how Danny is always the the yeti of the group, or yeah. the uh, what, what was it? What did John Gruden call uh, uh, the white tiger or something like that? Yeah, what, the, the, you know he, he you, doesn't show up. Yeah, you don't see much. Yeah, of you it. don't see it when and, you when it, you go to the Tampa, uh, you when you go to the Tampa Zoo. Uh, it's not often that the white tiger shows up. Yeah. It comes out. Yes. And that's what we're waiting for with Danny. And Danny uh, has got an opportunity to do some really good things. Do you turn him loose one-on-one on a center? And if he understands, the only thing you got to do is just drive this man backwards. He right. can do that. Yeah. You know, and every now and then you see him do some of the great things that a white tiger thrills an audience with when he comes out and emerges and gets the job done, but you don't see enough of it. With Tyson Alualu, you know you got consistent play each and every snap. Right. Every single snap he's going to do the best he can, and he's going to give you excellent performance, right. a right. high level of performance, right. and not make mistakes. But with Danny, it's just unfortunate that uh, we're still waiting to see the magnificent ability that he has innately in there. You can tell every now and then when he gets it together and puts together those, those things that he is capable of, Man, I would have him do nothing but pushing cars all off season. Right, right. Stay locked out, drop your hips, push that car, and and drive it back. Get low. Yes, get, get low. low. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, yesterday, uh, you know, Ben looked good, uh, but he, he he's going to be on a pitch count. Yes. Uh, and uh, you know, I I I think that and Matt Canada was watching Mason and Dark. And Paxton Lynch. Uh, and- right, and they were doing some drills, which I think is important. Yeah. Because you know, here's the deal. 
you got uh, at this point in time, you've, you've got Randy doing the big job right. of having the 30,000-foot view, yeah. running the offense, and I don't think he needs to be caught up in, in a whole lot of – this is your footstep. This is your work. And, you know, and, and Duck Devlin was one of the things they talked about was he wanted to increase his ability under center. Right. Which I think is great. And I'm right. wondering, you know, again, we don't know. Uh, I just wish that we could get some more gra- grab the grass offensive line play, uh, play action from under the center. That's yeah. where I want to go. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, according to the pool reporter, uh, Eric, Ebron was very physical with Alex Highsmith. I, I, I didn't see that. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did see I did. it. Is it that back on backs on backers? Yes. Yeah. And it was uh it was a good uh, it was a good set too by the two of them. Uh it was very physical as he said. Uh Highsmith tried to take the, you know, run the arc, run around the back. And uh Ebron looked Eric Ebron strikes me as a guy who is so capable uh, yeah. of catching the ball, so capable blocking. But I think it's he's got to be consistent yeah. in his blocking. Right. Uh, it's he he ain't, he, ain't, he ain't a wallflower yeah. when it comes to mixing it up. Okay. So that to me just says it's concentration yeah. on that part of the game. Yeah. And and in backs on backer, did Anthony McFarland take a lot of reps? He did. Yeah. As did Alex Heisman. Yeah. And uh, uh, so uh, how did he fare? Well, he he fared well, uh, except when he didn't fare well. Yeah. Because uh, it was farewell when a couple, I, and I can't remember which one because you know we don't make notes during it. Um, yeah. But uh, somebody went that down the middle. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Mike has said it's a platform for learning. Uh, you know, I just wanted to see them acclimate to the environment. Uh, and, uh, yeah, th- that, that's, that's good. They are. You've got to get acclimated to the pro level. Right. All right. I've been I, at this point in time when I was a rookie, I'd been through four camps at Syracuse university. Right. Uh, fortunately, uh, three of them with Kenny Clark, who went on to have a 14 year career in yeah, the NFL. In Philly, Great player, Philly. Yeah. Philly and Minnesota as well. And, uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, um, Kenny was the greatest training ground for making the jump coming here, right? Because Kenny was 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 brutal, stud. Yes, he was. He was. I a played stud. against him uh, yes. when I was center. Yes, uh, and uh, I will say this: that uh, you know, when when you make that jump to the pros and you come up here and you're facing a Joe Green, a Steve Furness, an L. C. Greenwood, a Dwight White, you know, Gary Dunn, these guys here, that was Joe another Green. level. I did say that. Did you say Joe? Yes, Lee? I did. Yeah. Yes, unless I didn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> you did know, he say Joe Green? No, he didn't say it. <laughs> no, see, he's he's unsure. Yeah, I'm sure he, I did. He said, I led with it. Yeah, I no, you, it. you said Steve, I, led with Steve Furness. Then you know it was in my mind. It just didn't make it to my mouth. <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember saying it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so the point being is, it's a it's another level altogether. Yeah. You know, and so you you come up here. And you better be prepared and buckle right. up, man. Yeah, Wolf's Head is a is a, a crazy place to be. It ain't easy being yeah, Mitchell. Yeah. Uh and and um, you know, I I just you know, Mike said I just wanted to see them acclimate to the environment. There was tackling during the running drills. Yes, 
And uh, there I were a lot. It was just the one yeah. 11 on 11. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there were a lot of good tackles. There was good tackling. Yeah. You know, that good form was shown. Uh, yeah. And a couple of nice back-to-back ones by uh, T.J. Watt. Yeah. You know. T.J. was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, he he did well. Uh, it's a good first day. He, he uh, Vance McDonald, let's see, we talked about high, uh, backs on backers, uh, didn't. Didn't get much of a, a sniff of uh, TJ on a pass rush. Right. You, you know, um, one of the things I noticed was Al Villanueva looked buffed. Boy, is he yeah, looking he, good. He, huh? looked, he looked good. And he and he practiced well. And he and he came up to me and— Wait uh, a minute. You're, yeah. Be careful what your points yeah, are. Yeah, well, I, I just talked about it. I said, uh, hey, good punches, Al. He said— I'm I'm getting better at punching touch. He's I'm gonna, getting better. He, you know the the thing is he's acknowledging that part. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and get back to it, Al. Yeah. You're a Pro Bowl player. Let's yeah. do it, baby. Yeah, you know he's capable of doing yeah, it. Yeah, punch, punch, punch. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. I said punch, 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 and trap, trap, trap. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we're gonna see that in him. Yeah. Uh, he certainly is uh, one of those guys who is uh, fully capable of right. of having a great year. And I'm excited His for him. His pipes were big. He looked big. I yeah. mean, even the face, you know, you can tell. Yeah. It's a little more filled out. Yeah. Like going, okay. Yeah. He's put in some good hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know. He looks like he's been squatting with some manhole covers right, on right, the bar. Right. He, he's going to, I think he's going to have a good year. I think so, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the uh, whole offensive line, you know, I was, I, I, I just like how they started off. You know that's it's a good start. Yeah, it's a good start. Yeah, four one two, nine one nine one three one six. If like, you want to get, I in like the game. pause there. Right, right. It wasn't like four one two nine one nine one three one six. Yeah, Jacob, did you notice it's four one two, nine one nine one three one six? Yeah, I I, I was pausing. To make it right. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of drama, you know. Yeah. We got to put some drama in here. Yeah, masterpiece yeah. theater by Tunchil. Right, right. All right, we're going to take a break. And remember, 412-919-1316. Yeah, well, you remembered it because I said it slow. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm touching. You're in the locker room. uncertain right now. Um, I don't know what to think. Uh, you know, at the same time, I see a lot of my, you know, teammates in the past have done it. Um, but I know NFL business is moving forward. You know, you see guys getting their contracts resolved. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to have faith, but, you know, I'm going to be ready to play either way. You know, I'm going to make sure I'm locked in on this season. Uh, and this won't be a hindrance on our performance this year. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Cam is not going to allow the contract negotiating uh, to affect his play this year. You know, he's going to focus, uh, and, 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 you know, rightfully so. Uh, Absolutely. You know, you know, we didn't uh, let uh, uh, contract negotiations affect our play. That's and, why you got an agent. Yeah. You know, to separate you from the back and forth 
from the diminishment of your importance as a player. Right. Or, you know, because there's just naturally in those type of situations, they're not going to extol your virtues if if they're trying to negotiate the, the contract. Right. You know what I mean? They're going to be trying to say, well, look, we got this, and you've had that, and you had this injury, and, you know, because that's the nature of the business. So right. the point is remove yourself from it, and then simply – I would refer all questions to my agent. Right. Don't worry about it. I'm going out there and playing. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the point. And I think that's what Cam is all about. Yeah. And uh, Juju was the same way. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, cut it loose. Absolutely. Yeah. Cut it loose. And you're only going to better your position by bettering yourself. Yeah. Be, being a better player. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're bettering yourself. By bettering your position, yeah, then you are better, better. Right, right, right. And then yeah. when you get better, better, you get more cheddar. Yeah, <laughs> better, better, more cheddar. There that, you go. That's a good. That that, that was I good. What can I say, man? What can that I say? That was good. I yeah. have moments where I'm yeah. absolutely salient and crystal clear in my yeah. board. Yeah. And there's other times it gets a little muddied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what I so, if you wanted to uh, put a bow on yesterday's practice how would you describe it i would say um it was a good upbeat up-tempo practice right. based on the fact that it comes especially in this corona period yeah um i thought it was exemplary and but you know how it is that was just the first day right so how they come back the next day to me that says more right 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 and that's right. why I'm, I'm eagerly looking forward to today yeah, uh, and I have Texas tamales. Texas I just saw, tamales. Yeah, I've just seen so you know look checking them. Tamales are great. Did you ever have tamales? You know they get the corn husk type thing. And, yeah, you know, got all the kind of goody goody yeah, stuff in there. I, I don't I'm like it as hungry. much as I don't like it as much as tacos. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I love tacos. Yeah, I love tacos. Yeah, corn tamales. tacos. Oh, corn yeah. tacos. I like those. Oh, man. Yeah, get a little crunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spilling uh, out. Oh man. So uh, you know, the um, today yes. is going to be interesting because uh, we're going to see uh, what's what. Uh, you know, we're going to see is well, number two, yeah, the bounce back, right? Who comes out? You know, on day two, yeah. anybody can be a flash player on day one, and it's right. nice. You know, it was nice to see Chase Claypool go up high, high point that ball, and right. seven shots, and and so forth. Can he do it two days in a row? Right. Does Ben? You I know, think he can. Yeah, he's capable of doing it. Can we see more of that? Yeah. I'm telling you what. Um, the more I see of Chase Claypool, the more I'm excited for what he brings to the others in the receiving room. You know, one of the things I viewed him as um he was a little leaner than i thought he was he the, was yeah yeah he was gonna be he's uh he's very physical very he looks strong like beef jerky man right, i mean right. tough and yeah. gnarled and yeah. you know all cut up and muscular and stuff like yeah. that. he's lean yeah he is lean like corned beef corned uh, beef yeah and so uh uh we gotta see but what, good corn beef. yeah yeah uh, and uh, we got to see what – and, you know, uh, uh, Zach Banner was punching Who's the – not ba lean like yeah, good, yeah, like yeah. corned beef. Zach, Zach was punching. <laughs> yes! Huh? I, I saw him punching, and he was punching the bag, uh, the shield, uh, and he was punching it really well. Right. And, uh, Zach, I thought, came out and had, did some good things on the first day of practice. Right. 
And, uh, you know, we'll be careful because we, we can't overstep our bounds here. Right. But the fact is, you know, insane. Well, so. uh, but the, they, the, he was, uh, Mike Tomlin was asked about Zach Banner. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. all right. So we're, we're on, on safe grounds there. Right. As Chooks did some things. Uh, you know, the whole offensive line, I thought, came out right. and did some nice things. I only remember seeing one time I thought there was a major blow right. uh, on it, and, and that's okay. Uh, you will have that on big jobs like this, as right. they say. Uh, maybe somebody gave a, a young guy a Henway call, for all I know. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, again, this will be – yesterday's practice uh, will be important as far as who goes uh, one step further from yesterday's right. practice. Yeah. Uh, so you were you were talking about Juju. Uh, I'm excited about – listen, Chase Claypool yeah. really opened my eyes yesterday with that nice – Nice little uh, catch in the corner there. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be good for Juju. Yeah. Because if you can start to operate and have that guy, when did Juju have his best days? Number one is with Ben. Yeah. Okay. And number ben, two yes, with A.B. A.B., exactly. And so with with Chase, it's not the same thing as A.B. Right. But his greater speed and his height, which right. creates a lot of safeties leaning his way. Right. Um, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, Juju – could have that resurging performance. And based on the fact that it's Ben, Ben's going to get the ball to him. Yeah, yeah. So Juju, I think, I think is going to be up for a big year. Yeah, yeah. And Vance McDonald uh, had a great catch uh, on uh, Terrell Edmonds uh, in the open field. That, that, that was a great catch. Yeah. Oh, yes, when he was yeah. running down the sidelines. Yeah. There. Terrell Edmonds in trail, watching him, um, you know, and uh, doing his deal. And I thought uh, Vance did a great job of getting up high, yeah. you know, making sure you high point that ball, as they say. Right. You know, that was the thing that I, I, I couldn't do. when I was. I remember on Fridays I used to run with the wide receivers warm-up. Remember right. we used to run down and yeah. catch the ball? Yeah. And then uh, Bradshaw bounced one off my head. Right. And it went like 10 yards up in the air, and he yeah. said, you're bad for my confidence. Yeah. Get out of there. So it's 412-919-1316. Uh, who do we have on the phones Wow, Mo, we haven't heard Mojo from the Mojo. Mojo Al from Washington. Welcome to the locker room, Mojo. Yes, sir, fellas. How's it going? Good. It's going terrific. How you doing, bro? I'm, I'm well. I, uh, I've been listening. I just haven't been calling. Some things are changing, so it's uh, a little bit harder to call. So I just want to let you guys know I'm here and uh, excited well, for the team. Glad to hear that. And glad to, glad to uh, hear you guys are back and all that stuff like that. And uh, you guys being a uh, man of the Lord, uh, one quick thing I'll tell you and let you go is uh, I lost my brother here about. Uh, oh, so sorry. Two, sorry, brother. About two months ago. And uh, I called him. I live in Washington State. He lived in Detroit. And we did a Bible study. Oh, the good. Difference in time. We did a Bible study. I get up at. Uh, 6.30 to 7, and every morning I called him up and asked him how he was doing. He said, it's a great day to be alive. He never complained at all. Right. He said, so, he's with the, so, so he's with the Lord now. Oh, yes, sir. He's it, a man of the You Lord. know I you're going to see him again, bro. So yeah, you're going to see him again. That. There you and, go. And so, I, and so just like I said, seven years, I was, uh, seven years ago I was put in this wheelchair I roll my manual wheelchair, and so every time I see somebody, I tell them it's a great day to be alive. 
Yes, it is. He never, he never complained at all. He That's never right. Complained about hurt and all that. So I just want to say hi to you guys. I say I'm excited about the team, and uh, I don't get to hear much about the team because I don't have ESPN, so I don't really know much about it. So I'm just learning. So I just want to say hi. I let you guys know I'm listening, and I'm I'm out there and. Uh, just go to the Steelers.com. Go to the website and get the app or whatever. And, and, I'm not all that and, smart about the stuff, Al, but and, I think you can get, I know you can get it through that. And just listen to us, Al. Yeah, there you go. Mojo. I, I, I listen to you guys. You know what I hate? Because I used to get the Steeler uh, magazine and all that stuff like that, and you, and you can only get it by they don't accept credit cards or anything like that, so I can't buy anything. It's, it's just hard to get anything because – they don't send out the manual no more or anything like that. So it's difficult. You can see it online, but I'm not an online guy. I'm not like Wolf. I'm not smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not an online guy. So oh, I, I, surely you jest, Brother Al. <laughs> Mo, uh, uh, Mojo, he, you know, he's a Facebook, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Instagram guy. Yeah, I'm a tweeter or yeah. whatever you call that thing there. Yeah, you're I'm not a, you're a tweet. I'm not a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a Snapchat. I'm not a YouTube. I'm not a Facebook. I'm not none of that stuff. Me, but tell me uh, this, Al. Al, do you like tamales? Because I like tamales. I'm looking at I, some tall picture of them here. Now, one thing I do like, I'm with you, our wolf. I love to eat. I have two diseases. I have the disease that put me in the chair, and I have the eating disease. Every time I look around, it's a spoon chasing me over my shoulder, a fork chasing me. I have the eating disease. It ain't easy being so, us, Al. <laughs> I tell you what, I love to eat. All right, love you. And, and, All right, bro. I love when you guys talk about the Lord. Yeah, uh, thank you, bro. Well, we're just talking about what about life, man. Yeah, God, God bless well, you. God bless you. Great to hear from you guys. Yeah. Okay, thanks, uh, Al. Love you, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. All right, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's uh, how can you not like tamales? Tamales are just they're, they're good food, man. I, I mean, they're they kind of got more soft shell type of thing, you know, a little wrap. You got the what, cheese what's and, inside tamales? Well, you got the meat, you know, you got the salsa, you oh. got the cheeses and the, you know, the guacamole. Remember when we were in Mexico City? We had guacamole. Oh man, they made it right at the table, right what? in front of you. Yeah. Oh. oh, let me tell you, now that was real guac. Uh, yeah, man, that was something. I I had octopus that night. Oh, you did. It was yeah. Jacob. It was disgusting. No, this thing it was come great. out there, and it looked like something out of Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got the suckers and everything. And yeah, it was. It was a, I love. I love. Oh, octopus. it looked disgusting, man. Yeah, you you're 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 you probably, a like, faint you of heart. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're a faint of heart. Yeah, yeah tamales. Hey, are so Jacob, much better. do you like do you like, uh, uh, do you like uh, octopus? I do like octopus, but I wanted to make a comment about the avocado. I would not be able to enjoy the guacamole with you, for I suffer a birch pollen allergy. Can't have avocado. Oh, wow. You're kidding me. Me and my younger sister both have that same allergy. So wow. I, so I, I, can't, uh, I can't eat gluten. I can't Wheat. eat. Yeah. You you can't eat you can eat everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Never mind. 
And I do. Yeah. So we're going to have... Uh, I, I ate an apple after chocolate chip cookies yesterday. Yeah. Who eats an apple after yeah. the chocolate chip cookies? So uh, uh, we're going to have Bob Labriola from Steelers Digest and Steelers TV on uh, after uh, the break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And you are in the locker room. Most definitely, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I want success, you know, for everybody. You know, he, he's got the young guy, uh, Chase Staple, you know, I'm super excited for him. You know, his athleticism is, is amazing. Uh, I think for myself, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, if I make him better, it makes me better. Um, I compete. Uh, like you said, you know, I'm, you know, age, probably one of the still, you know, one of the youngest guys, but experience, you know, with the team. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, that's Simon and Garfunkel, America, and Jake uh, picked it, and uh, I love that song, too. And, uh, uh, you know, you had Juju talking about... Uh, uh, about playing, and uh, we have Bob Labriola, our good buddy from Steelers Digest and Steelers TV, uh, coming into the locker room. Uh, Labs, thank you for joining us. How are you, bro? Uh, Simon and Garfunkel may have been a famous duo, but they got nothing on Tunch and Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Labs, it's good to have you on. And I, I got to tell you something. I, I texted you this morning just because I enjoy, so enjoy when you, you got asked and answered. And what's scary is I can actually, now when I read it, I can hear your voice in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how well, much well, I. That's how much you read it. Doesn't wake you up in the middle of the night. (laughs) Exactly. But you had a question, and I I like the question. A guy said, "Do you think James Harrison's hundred-yard interception return for a touchdown in Super Bowl forty-three belongs in the same category as the immaculate reception in terms of historical significance and franchise history?" And you say it does not. Interesting answer. What you had? Go ahead. Tell us. Well, I mean, you know. It went, the the thing that changed it, you know, that made the answer right come to me easily, was when he said in terms of historical significance. Exactly. Because, you know, when you look it up, and this is you know my opinion, and I I, I kind of believe being around the league as long as I have, um, this opinion is being reinforced. If you look at, at a team that has been bad. For a generation, right? The Browns. Now, but to keep it to bring it into perspective, there's no quick turnaround, right? I mean, it doesn't. You know, it it doesn't happen. You don't go from 40 years of nothing to you know four Super Bowls in six seasons without some sort of dramatic cleansing, you know, of the mojo, right, Wolf? <laughs> Absolutely, and brother. So, and so. You know, the Steelers, I believe, the process, you know, 
Hiring Chuck Knoll was a huge first step. Drafting Joe Green, you know, another huge step. And then getting the scouting department, you know, in order and, and, you know, starting things down that path. All of that were hugely significant. But you also have to change, you know, a mindset. Right. Um, And it doesn't happen easily. And the best way to do it a lot of times is dramatically. Mm -hmm. And so the Immaculate Reception did that. Yeah. Changed everything dramatically. All of a sudden, the Steelers weren't losers anymore. Because if they lose that game, that playoff game against the Raiders, you know, yeah, they won a division title. Yeah, they had a winning record. So what? You know, you still haven't – winning a division title isn't – you know, you don't really want to hang that on your ego wall. Right. If it's there by itself. And losing your first playoff game when you were winning the whole time and then you lose at the end um, – you know, that, that kind of puts you right back, you know, if the naysayers or the doubters or even the players and, and coaches and staff in their own mind, maybe not Chuck, but some of the other guys, some of the holdovers, you know, they think, well, you know, we're really not that different. But with something dramatic like that happens, then I think that it has a cleansing effect that will last, you know, could change the course, you know, the Mississippi River, so to speak. Right. And... Um, that's what I believe that play did. And you now, like as I it. mentioned in my answer, yes. you know, when James Harrison was running down the sideline uh, at Tampa Stadium with that football, the Steelers already had five Super Bowl uh, trophies. Right. They already had a countless division titles. Uh, at that moment, as Harrison crossed the 50-yard line, starting at the 1970 NFL-AFL merger, the Steelers had won more games than any team in the NFL from that point to that current moment. And so... It wasn't, yes, it was hugely significant, and it made the, uh, gave the Steelers the opportunity to become the first franchise to win six because the Steelers were not the first franchise to win five. That went to Dallas and San Francisco, currently had five at that time. And so, you know, the, the significance of it was in the present, definitely. But when you're talking about historical significance, um, you know, that, that, it, it's the immaculate reception. It just is. I like how you likened it to American history, too. Likening the imma- immaculate reception to George Washington and James Harrison's return to Abraham Lincoln, saying that you don't get Abraham Lincoln if you ain't got George Washington getting the job done already. Right. You know, and, and I, I've always – you, you can use that same kind of analogy with a lot of different industries. Here's an example. Whoever currently makes – the best light bulb in the world. I don't know who it is, but the light bulb that shines the brightest, that lasts the longest, you know, all of that stuff. Um, that may have, may have crossed into areas previously unknown in that industry, but it's not as significant as Thomas Edison inventing it. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't invent it, you know, it's, it's much more difficult, I believe, to invent something from nothing than it is to take something and modify it and make it better. True. And so, so that's... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and that's that's how I liken, you know, in a football kind of thing, the James Harrison play took something that was successful and helped it be better. What Franco's play did, he invented it. Right. Steelers were invented that day <laughs> yeah. with that play. Yes. So, Labs, do you remember where you were when you uh, watched that play? Didn't watch it. 
was yeah, blacked out in Pittsburgh. That's right. It was blacked out in Pittsburgh. I was at the Highland Park Sports Shop, uh, and we were we were watching the end of the game, and uh, uh, that was uh, that was very cool. I I, I just thought uh, that was great. And it's funny that the chief didn't see it either. No, he um, he was in the elevator uh, at Three River <laughs> Stadium. For those of us old enough to understand how that you know, that layout went, um, the press box, you would have to come out of the press box, turn left, walk down a hallway, and then it was like a little bend to the right, and there was the elevator there. Right. And um, the chief wanted to be in the locker room um, when the players came in to congratulate them on a good season, figuring, you know, the game was over, they lost. And he wanted to try and salvage, I think, a lot of the what would have been lost in terms of, you know, the good feeling uh, from the season uh, that would have been lost by losing that first ever playoff game and at home, by the way. Um, so he didn't see it. And um, there is a picture uh, of the chief in the locker room. Uh, I don't know who took the picture because 1972 was well before my time working there. Uh, but there was a picture of Joe Green walking into the locker room and the photo is taken from behind Art Rooney Sr.'s back. And he has his hand out to shake Joe Green's hand, black and white. And, you know, Joe Green has a big grin on his face. Yeah. Um, and that was, I don't know if Joe Green was the first man in the locker room or what, but it kind of uh, says a lot about, to me, uh, the historical moment, some of the historical quirks of the moment, and the kind of uh, human being that uh, Art Rooney Sr. was. Absolutely, yeah. so well put, and what a great picture you just painted. Yeah, you know that it was tremendous, Labs, and and I just love how you put things in historical significance. As I was reading that this morning, I told you I said, "Man, we got to talk about that." But something else that you talked about was also the fact that, and I'm we're jumping uh, some big subjects here, but I, it's interested me was you talked about uh, possibly carrying a fourth quarterback even with because of a practice squad enlargement. You're talking about 16 places there. Possibly could they go four quarterbacks? Well, I think that there's and, – and not only with four quarterbacks, I think there, there's a real possibility that the Steelers and other teams are going to do some maybe unprecedented things You know, when they cut down their roster and put together their practice squad in terms of numbers. Um, you know, with the COVID, you can't have if, you know, with contact tracing, I don't know exactly how it's all going to work, but let's just pretend that um, Paxton Lynch, we'll pretend that he's the, he's, he's the third quarterback. Right. Okay. Um, he tests positive. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they put Ben and Mason Rudolph in quarantine as well because of, whatever the procedure is, the protocol, the procedure. Right. Then you have no quarterbacks. What are you going to do? You're going to bring someone in off the street? You have no chance with that. Mm-hmm. And so if you keep a guy on the practice squad, you might have an opportunity, you know, to, you can activate him and, you know, play the game. Same thing with maybe a kicker. Yeah. You keep a second kicker. Because if your kicker suddenly tests positive and he goes on the reserve COVID list on Thursday – you're going to hold tryouts, bring a guy in? I mean, how, yeah. Yeah. how successful can that be? What are you going to get? You know, maybe you're more comfortable uh, having a guy that at least understands, you know, who your holder is, as an example, 
and you know has been working with you and maybe has had a chance to kick in Heinz Field a little bit or whatever. But a lot of these uh, positions, areas, roles on the team, I think that where you usually only have one, maybe you keep an extra one on the practice squad because you can keep 16 guys on the practice squad. And I believe it's four four spots on that practice squad where it doesn't matter how many years of experience you have, you can still be on the practice squad. You know, so for an example, just yeah. to take it ridiculous, you can put Ben on the practice squad. Right, right. Uh, you know, 18 years in the league, put him on the practice <laughs> squad. Yeah. The, um, you know, uh, the Miami was undefeated. So how come we hosted the AFC championship game in Three Rivers Stadium? Because until I believe it was 1975, the uh, best there, there was there, there was no um, um, home seating. field advantage. Right. There was no. Well, there were no. There was no seating. So um, the 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 home teams were determined by a rotation. Okay. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I've looked this up. I've written about it. I don't remember exactly. I do believe that it was the AFC Central's year to be at home as long as a team was in it. And then that because they, they would also select a division from each conference that you couldn't be at home. Okay. Right. And that's why I think the Dolphins maybe played on the – no, no, that was 74. I don't know. But anyway, that's why um, the Steelers were at home against the undefeated Miami Dolphins because it was the AFC Central Division's turn – to have home field advantage for as long as one of its teams was uh, still in the playoffs. So if Larry Seipel didn't run that uh, uh, punt uh, for a first down, the Steelers would have won that game. I, I think that I think that's an overly simplistic um, look at it. I certainly will not uh, disagree that that was a huge turning point, uh, and that really goes back a little bit more to what I was saying you know, earlier about the historical significance of the Immaculate Reception because those 72 Steelers were still very fragile mm-hmm. and maybe overly fragile mentally in terms of being able to withstand, you know, a bad play, a bad sequence, you know, and still gather themselves and come back and win. For example, if that happens in 1975, I don't think those Steelers fold and lose that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 72... You know, they were still, I think, a little bit new to the whole, you know, being in the playoffs. And as Mike Tomlin would say, good on good. You know, that whole thing, what was at stake? You know, at that, po- at that point, too, you're going to the Super Bowl if you win. So there were a lot of things like that still at work. And maybe they were the Steelers, I mean, were still a little emotionally immature uh, in terms of some of these things. And so I, I do believe that in that game, you know, that was a critical turning point. You know, Bradshaw getting a concussion certainly didn't help the, the uh, situation all that much either. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, they conceivably could have gone to the Super Bowl in 1972. Yeah. So thank you, Labs. Uh, thank great, you, brother. Nice job. Great insight. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, you're the Steeler historian. You tell me I'm old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you saw the, you heard the pregnant pause. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming yeah, on, yeah. bro. Thank you for uh, uh, coming on, Labs. All right, fellas. Take care.
Take ease. All right. God bless you, buddy. Take care. Uh, We're going to take a break. Uh, He's Wolf. I'm touching. You are in the locker room. I mean, you know, the thing like, you know, Coach Thomas says, you know, next man up, you know, respect what we have. Uh, I think with Mason, you know, we, we go into the season, you know, having a, uh, a better game plan, having a better uh, playbook plan, you know, going to each game moving forward. Uh, the thing with Ben, he's so spontaneous. You know, he's been doing for so long with the experience that he had. He's able to go into the game and just do no huddle and just, you know, call plays, you know, on the back of his hand. So, um, you know, having the back is a plus, but at the end of the day, you know, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take a defense. It's going to take a special team. So we just got to do our job, you know, like you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Gigi was talking about uh, uh, next man up, Mason. Right. Uh, but he was also talking about Ben. And, uh, you know, uh, when Ben uh, goes no huddle, he sees the whole field. And, uh, and that's, that's great. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, confusing for the defense when you go no huddle because it was like that for Tom Brady. Uh, no question. And, and uh, I, you know, at 38 years old, uh, Ben has a wealth of experience and uh, a wealth of knowledge, and I, I think it's, uh, it, it's great. Well, what's wonderful is that when you get that no huddle going, yeah. uh, you cannot substitute very well. Yeah. If you're in on the defense, right, you know, and you don't substitute on the offense, basically, and you just go at it and hustle up, and it creates uh, opportunity to, create, to dictate the pace to right. the defense, where you now the defense is reacting and, and, and counterpunching all the time, and yeah. it that can be difficult. I remember back when you first saw it, you know, so much with uh, the Indianapolis Colts and putting trying to get Casey Hampton on and off right. the field was yeah. a problem for. Dick LeBeau and yeah, because uh, he, he he the Casey was run was uh, sprinting on the field and he would uh, he didn't like that yeah and he, and he was uh, uh, oxygen debt he was in a little bit of oxygen debt sprinting fr- yeah uh, debt sprinting from the huddle to the sidelines but you know I I admire Juju and uh, and what he's talking about and what he's trying to accomplish Look, right this is an offense that is is predicated on Ben right and without him it's it took a real hit but with him. It's coming back and it'll be strong. We saw an example yesterday of what Chase Claypool can mean to the rest right. of this offense. And I like, and one of the things I like was what uh, Juju said when he said, I love this quote. And what he said was, that's between my agent and talking about his contract. Right. So we can put that thing to bed. That's between my agent and the Steelers. At the end of the day, I'm just here to play ball. Not going to be the type of guy that sits out and, and, and waits, uh, regardless if there's a contract or not. And that, that's the way to do it. Right. All right, full steam ahead, Juju. Yeah. Let's get after it. Do the things that you're capable of. We saw, you know, you know he's a good blocker. We know what a receiver he can be. This is a guy that's got two ninety-seven yard catch and runs. Right. Are you kidding me? T D yeah. runs. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And and Juju is a great player. Uh and he's gonna bounce back this year, uh, because uh, Ben's gonna be there. Absolutely. Yeah, There's and, no question in my mind. Yeah. It's and, a big bounce back. Yeah, I, I I think um I think this this offense is going to be well because they they have so many weapons. Uh, James Conner, 
uh, you know, um, well, let's Clay, go. James Conner, Be- Benny, Benny Snell, and maybe uh, Anthony McFarlane and, and Anthony amongst McFarlane others. And, uh, you know, Kareth, My- uh, Kareth White. It could be. Yeah. Or it might not be. We'll yeah. see. Because Kareth White is can dodge raindrops. Well, I know. I know. But the fact of the matter is he, that's kind of what McFarlane does, too. So we got a couple yeah. of speedsters. I yeah. mean, Kareth White. I, I like the young man. I like his effort. Yeah, I like what he he brings to the dance. Uh, I just don't know if there's going to be enough uh, chairs at the end of the music stop. Steel, Steelers got him off the Bears uh, practice squad. The Bears, yeah, yes, he the did. The Bears, and yeah. uh, he, you know he had he, you know some kickoff return stuff. He did. Yeah. And so we'll see. Yeah. You know, we'll see what he what what happens there. But you, that's just the running back room. I mean, right. We're, we talk about. With the wide receivers, with Chase yeah. Claypool, yeah, and then uh, you know you you got uh, with Deontay Juju Johnson and Deontay and, Johnson and who, James Washington. Yes, uh, so I mean you got that's a crowded room. Yeah, it that's a lot of weapons. That's a lot of weapons, and Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald, Thunder and Lightning. Yep. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of weaponry there yeah. and a lot available. Now yeah. they, they got to do is stay healthy. Yeah, have the offensive line play to its capabilities. And man, right. I'm telling you what, with this defense, this could be a special year. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be I a hope special so. year. I think it's going to be. You know, neat. with all the, uh, you know, the pandemic and uh, the focus that uh, Mike Tomlin is getting out of these guys. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a very successful year for the Steelers, and uh, you know, all right. And so, uh, you know, in, in one minute we are going to go to Rod Woodson's interview, uh, which we had last week. That. Yeah, it, it's it. It was a great interview. Uh, a great Rod, guy. Rod's a great guy, and uh, you know we love Rod, and uh, he was He's a great, great teammate. He of was ours a great and... teammate, uh, and. Uh, uh, he was. Uh, he was uh, great on the cruise. Yeah. Hey, on the cruise, that yeah. was fun. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We were on that. It, does it seem like a lifetime ago being yeah. on that cruise? Yeah. I mean, it was right before the yeah, pandemic. It was setting. right the, before the pandemic. Yeah. So anyhow, all right. So uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, Rod Woodson's coming up. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.